Little Caesars changed the game, bro. They did. They did. They Little Caesars changed. <laughs> That's some much harder shit. Hey, Chewy Blood. They want you on the uh, the podcast, bro. Look, he Mexican, bro. You gotta put him on. Am I interrupting your depression? I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> This week's episode of The Voice Party is brought to you by Big Boy Raps. Get your car wrapped by some of the most experienced and skilled in the Bay. Big Boy Raps, where the big boys play. Welcome back to The Voice Party, everybody. We got Phil behind the board. We got JD. My name is Marcos. We got Joaquin and Corday. And today we have a very special guest. She is actually my roster sister. And for you guys who don't know what that means, that is, what is, uh, what is that? we are signed to the same management. Oh. Yeah. So this is a very special guest. We got the Polynesian princess herself. Hi. Please introduce, introduce yourself. yourself. Oh. <laughs> my name is Taya Ilani. I am known as the Polynesian princess of the Bay Area. I am a singer, songwriter, producer, writer. I like to act. There's really nothing I can't do. Um, but overall, I like to call myself an artist just because all of those things categorize as an artist. So mm -hmm. I am an artist. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Right. awesome. Yeah. From the Bay Area. From the Bay Area. Born and I, raised. Um, okay, so I was born in the Central Valley. But I moved to Fremont when I was in like fourth grade. Oh, wow. And then I stayed in Fremont. And then after Fremont, moved to San Francisco for college. I went to SFSU, go Gators. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, My mom's a Gator. Yeah, and then now I live in Oakland. So I don't really say I'm from one particular place in the Bay because yeah. I'm from. You moved everywhere. around a lot. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. What kind yeah, of I stayed in Richmond the whole time. Yeah. Fact, fact. <laughs> what kind of, um, just so the listeners know, what kind of music are you? Um, um, I want to do pop music, but I also like all kinds of genres, R&B. Um, I'm trying to do some reggae stuff too, oh, but yeah. I, mo I, may, I mainly want to be a pop singer like Beyonce, Britney Spears, like those kind of, you know, pop artists. Doja Cat. Yeah. Doja Cat. Definitely. Yeah, I yeah. look up to her a lot. Yeah. A lot, a lot. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I was gonna ask you about okay. that. Like, there there is not a whole lot of representation for Polynesians. Absolutely not. Other than not the, the pop, <laughs> not the pop not world the pop specifically, world. Yeah. And, and, music, I, and music in general. Cause yeah. Like, yeah, that too. The Rock is the one that. The comes Rock, up. yeah, That's, and it's yeah. it's crazy because like I want to look up to the Rock so badly, especially because he's not just Samoan, but he's also black, mm -hmm. which I am also black. Yeah. I'm half Samoan, half black, um, and I want to look up to him so badly, but it's like he's a man <laughs> no offense <laughs> mm. but it's like i don't really feel like i can relate to him because he's just this action star this wrestler and sure he can act too but it's like where are the the women especially mm -hmm. because in our culture women are like they're like key like mm -hmm. we're the ones mm -hmm. that you know take care of everybody we have mm -hmm. the most responsibility especially if you're the oldest so it that's one of the reasons why i like created my Polynesian princess persona mm -hmm. because I want other girls that are my size, my shape, my skin color. I want them to feel, you know, empowered when they see me. And that's something that I kind of missed out on. And I want to give that to them. Representation. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's interesting because like now, like a year ago, I had this like huge plan. Like I'm gonna, you know, be the Polynesian princess. I'm gonna be the Beyonce of Samoan culture mm -hmm. and like 
pop off and do all these great songs. But then as like Gardy, you know, my publicist, um, mm -hmm. publicist yeah. manager that um, both me and Marco share. She's also a publicist as well. Yeah, she's <laughs> everything. She's like yeah. all of she's the everything. jack of all trades. I love her. But, um, you know, as we're starting to, you know, book these shows, particularly in the community, like um, Polynesian festivals and, you know, things like that, they don't like want me and really? it's not necessarily uh, that they don't oh, wow. want me or my image because I do look like what the other artists are but I don't sing the same music right. that they want and for a while I kind of like regret like the whole reggae you know pop like uh, culture thing that's behind our culture you know like reggae music Bob Marley all this stuff I I like wanted to you know step away from that but this past like month, I was at the Pacific Islands Day, you know, where yeah. we performed, and I got to stay at that reggae festival. And I sat there and I realized why they're so in touch with this particular music. So it's not necessarily that I hate, you know, the genre or the reggae style. It's just that mold that's really, really hard to break out of. It's yeah. just the mold of like the perfect Polynesian person, you know, mm. and. I don't know. I feel like well, it's also a box now too. Yeah, like, I feel like you, it's. You say reggae music with the Polynesian. Is that what you're saying? The, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of like Mexicans with banda music. Like, exactly, like, yeah. exactly. And it's interesting because one of my favorite artists of all time, all time, Selena. You know, yeah. Quintanilla. I love her because she didn't really speak Spanish until she started singing it, yeah. and that's kind of what I. I want to follow, especially because, you know, she learned her culture as she went along. Right. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's the best way to go, yeah. especially when you are surrounded by all this, you know, culture and all these people that expect you to live up to that. So it's like it's a rock and a hard place because you want to be part of it, but also you want to break out of it. Right. right. And it's really hard. You don't want to be boxed in. Yeah. 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 And, yeah. and even with Selena, like before she passed away, rest in peace, she was getting ready to sing English songs. Yeah. Right. And she was already like 10, 20 years into her career. Right, like, you right. know what I mean? So it's like, damn, you know, yeah. like it's, it's hard for, you know, um, women of color to kind of be part of their culture, but also break out of it. Because yeah. you kind of get boxed in if you're not. If, yeah. I, you it's know, such it, a contradiction too, especially when, when you're a young independent artist mm -hmm. and you are trying to play like these local shows and stuff right and everyone wants you to you know like the pacific islanders day yeah latin you know single de miles or any festivals like that and they're like oh you're mexican we sh you should play that but we don't play spanish music right you know so bam instantly right you're not really the image He's for not that really mexican yeah, yeah. but then like yeah. also you don't i mean like for both of us we kind of don't fit anywhere right. yeah here yeah. you know and so you have to so end up what we basically end up doing is like what we did at Pacific Islanders days. Yeah. You just do what you do and we kill it. Right. And then, you know, you so end up just, it's you make of, fans. It's kind of like you kind of have to like force them to pay attention. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then what's going to be the most craziest part about all of it is that when we do finally break out and mm -hmm. we make it and say, for instance, I win a Grammy, the next day, every single Polynesian outlet mm -hmm. is going to be like, that's our girl. Mm -hmm. We've right. been rooting for her I saw her this at that whole festival. time. Right. And it's like, right. no, y'all weren't. No, y'all weren't. <laughs> right. And now that I'm 
I'm like this big Samoan, you know, artist that is loves my culture. Now y'all want to pay attention. Yeah. So it's like, right. I, I'm actually excited for that, honestly. You know, my favorite thing to do ever is to prove people wrong. Yeah. I've proved my parents wrong. I've proved my family, my friends, you know, enemies. I've proved them wrong, like, so much. So that's my favorite thing to do. So I'm I excited for that time, yeah. you know? So, yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. That's got to keep you going forward. Absolutely. Because if not, then you're going to be stuck in that box. Yeah. I, know, you know? I noticed, like, you know, in the comedy world, yeah. uh, you know, Al Madrigal? That reminds me of that, where he, he would get booked. This comedian, Mexican, mm-hmm. half Mexican, half Italian yeah. from San Francisco. He talks about how you get booked for these Mexican shows. Uh-huh. He would do his, like, you know, his jokes that were just about himself. Uh-huh. And then people were like, ha-ha, you know, whatever. And he was like... And then you know he would do the 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 I guess the stereotypical, uh-huh. hey fucking Mexican bro. And then they're like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So but he says he didn't you know like kind of says like you kind of you get bo- it sucks to be boxed in it is, mm-hmm. it does. Yeah. stuff just because of how you look. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I remember first starting off in comedy. They was like, hey man, you need to do more black shows. <laughs> and I was just like, bro, you don't think I'll be trying to get booked on them and <laughs> right. stuff? Yeah. Like it was like yeah. I could tell you can perform in front of a lot of white people. I was like, that, that's who got shows, dude. I was like, we got yeah. one venue, Tommy T's. I'm trying to get there, like you know, right. but yeah. I get. Offered sack punchline, SF punchline, right. cops. I'm like, I'm still trying to, yeah. you know. But then once you say like we blow a big, they be like, yeah, that's a dude from Richmond, yo. He put on for us. I'm like, okay, really, right, really? Right, right. <laughs> right, right. I saw him at that Polynesian festival. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I would definitely go. Yeah. 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 The one thing I'll say about Richmond though, they've been good to us. Yeah. Because yeah. we played every. I mean, we've done everything every event and stuff but but it is hard you know to to just break out and especially too because the kind of music that people are listening to versus what independent artists are putting out Mm -hmm. is two different things yeah Yeah. um when you can when you get lucky enough to like (laughs) just like that meme you put the the music i make in the diagram the music yeah and then and then (laughs) the music i make is like in between all those diagrams yeah Yeah. i mean such is the story of independent music in general over the yeah no 100 percent. yeah the the one thing i'll say though sorry Mm -hmm. back to what you're saying Mm also when you do have that you like you said you do have to work harder to get their attention but that also once you actually do have their attention it makes the show a lot easier i would mm-hmm. think yeah. yeah well i mean i think and i think you can test this it doesn't matter if there's three people or mm-hmm. 20 people or 50 people or 10,000 people you always play like you're playing mm-hmm. wembley yeah. stadium yeah. Yeah. yeah you know what i mean you don't yeah. you don't ever play like Soundtrack is whatever, but right. you don't play like you're like, oh, it's a bad day, blah, blah. You can yeah. have a terrible day off stage the second that sound engineer says go. You play mm-hmm. like, no, seriously, you, yeah. you play. Because, yeah. yeah. I mean, what happened? I mean, we're when we play the community stages at, at these festivals. Yeah. People, they're walk. They're considered walk by stages, right? Right. Yeah. You're not, no one's coming to see us, so mm-hmm. we gotta we gotta make people stop. Do you yeah. guys pay yeah. for your tickets? Yeah. <laughs> right. can, uh, right. can you guys please get your tickets stamped? Yeah. Mm, good train. <laughs> um, but yeah. And so what happens is we get on stage, and there might be the regular people eating lunch, ten or twenty people. No, seriously. Yeah, it's like a <laughs> the tables. People. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. And then we're you know then we're playing performing, and next thing you know there's like you know a hundred people there. And they're just watching. And you're like, yeah, I got, you know, we got your attention. Honestly, can I just say, like, you have some of the best stage presence I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, especially for, like, an up and coming. uh, uh, Like, honestly, though, because um, when we performed on the same day, like, that was the first time I've ever seen you guys live. Mm -hmm. And, you know, me and my sisters were like, 
screaming as if you guys were like yeah. One Direction, because you know, uh, like you. You guys were the only ones I saw. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> it's just like being able to just get up there and act like you're already Adam Levine. Like that's crazy, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that one of the reasons why I look up to you know certain artists because yeah. no matter what, they're always gonna act like it's just it's the Grammy stage, uh-huh. even if it's just like. A parking lot, you know, yeah, and no, I performed in a bunch of parking lots so before, I, yeah, you know. Yeah. So you know, and you ever performed under a staircase? Yeah, a yeah. staircase. Yeah, okay. that one was, was rough. Was yeah. this an apartment <laughs> building, dude? With a, a staircase? Yeah, that one was rough. Okay, okay. we were just, very intimate, huh? That's how you say it, it was like. How was it? It was a very like, intimate but crowd. Like, <laughs> what kind of staircase? It was. Do like, you know the? Do you know the Richmond? Like, the uh, Potter room? like yeah, no. I'm like like. I can tell you exactly. You guys know the. The Civic Center in Richmond? Yeah. The event center? Yeah. All right. You know when you walk in and, like, through the doors to get into the arena? Mm-hmm. And, you know, the stairs going up to the second balcony? We played oh, under yeah, those yeah. stairs. Wow. That was so... It was the stupidest yeah, thing we've ever done. That was set up by someone in the... That was set up by... Yeah. Organization. And wow. it was, like, all... At the time, I'm assuming it was five of you, right? No, there was... Uh, this was, like, the after-school program band that <laughs> that was, like, I'll, a mixture of people. I'll, I'll do oh, you one why, better. Okay. Mm-hmm. And me and Corday have done this. Have you ever performed on the sidewalk? No, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah dude. With moving yeah. traffic? Oh, yeah. <laughs> dude, we performed at a a drive-through uh food giveaway, food oh, bank. Wow. That oh, one was kind of oh. that one was kind of unnecessary to have us because yeah. no one was out of their cars. You ever performed in front of a Taco Bell? <laughs> Hey, no, that's my dream. That. That's no. my dream. Did you get like free stuff? No, so, it's across the street. It's, a, it. it's not across the street. It's like so. Here's Taco Bell. Then oh, it's yeah, like yeah. a brewery right here. Yeah, yeah. But then the best part was I did order while on stage, <laughs> and then walked through the drive-through <laughs> and got my food. I was like, I made it, y'all. I made it. Honestly, and then the dude was like, Hey, are you funny as shit? Dude. Like, he was like taking orders and like got. I was like, That's it's dope right as hell. It, right? Yeah, right behind it. It was dope as hell too. So I'll show you a picture of this. Honestly, like I love Taco Bell. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I do too. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone could be like, this "What are we eating?" I said Taco Bell. Yeah. There's yeah. an inside joke to what you just said uh, to what our last guest said that they served at, at a big film production. Yeah, Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah, at a film production. A Honestly, I'd be down for that too. Okay, but what Dep- you, depends. Yeah. So when you yeah, go to Taco depends. Bell, oh, no, no. What, what do you a get? Big film? Taco Bell? Oh, that's kind of why. Are you a dollar menu person? Or are you kind of like I want the other stuff? What do you? So I get a crunchy taco, okay. a cheese quesadilla, okay. and a bean and cheese burrito with sour cream. Oh, that's mm. always those three. Okay. Or a nacho bel grande. Okay, I, I get those. I right. get the cheesy hmm. gordita crunch. Oh, yeah. The crunchy taco and the soft taco for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I like to have both the soft and the crunchy. I don't. Do know you get it. the? Have you ever tried the one with the soft outside of the crunchy? That's the cheesy gordita crunch. Oh, that that's one of my favorite things. Like. Ever. Crunchwrap Supremes food. are the best. Not just food, in life in general. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, Taco yeah. Bell is, is the shit. It's, it's like, shit. literally. Yeah, it's literally. So good. I mean, like, it'll give you the shit. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> literally, both ways. Yeah. 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 If you need to cleanse your body, yeah. 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 that'll do it. Sponsored by. By laxatives. How long have you been performing for? Um, okay, so it's very complicated because my first performance um, as a solo artist was probably... I think last May, May 2021. I was going to say, you're fairly new. Yeah, I'm very, very new. But then um, throughout college, I was in theater, like musical theater, like 
Like, oh, so you, 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 so you've had a ton of performances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jazz so square, like no, uh, no, no. Okay. I do have anxiety, yeah. but stage fright, like it's black. one of those things where I black out when I'm on stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, That's why I, I said I can only see you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like, remember anyone else. Like, and I even like remember the energy, and I remember the people in the audience that I see. But in the moment, I'm kind of just singing the songs, and I like zone out. Yeah. And like any any performance, like whether it's me as a solo artist or me as a you know musical theater person like Mm -hmm. I just kind of zone out and it's actually interesting because prior to COVID like I was probably going to be on Broadway like all my yeah all my friends like are probably going to laugh at me for this but like COVID messed me up and I could have like I was going to go to the Kennedy Center Mm. I was getting awards like I led a musical like Mm. it was a brand new musical and I would have took it far but COVID happened all the theaters closed and I was like what the fuck do I do Mm. like my main source of everything that I wanted to do is like gone and then at the time like we didn't know if any theaters were going to open up yeah. I didn't even think like we would come back to theater because of everything being so digital yeah. and like streaming services and stuff a so theaters shut down too right? yeah a lot of theaters shut down and honestly theaters are still you know still struggling yeah. from COVID and it's like two years later mm-hmm. you know and mm-hmm. But when, you know, the pandemic happened and I was set home, I was like, what do I do? So I just like went on GarageBand and I was like, let me just make a couple beats. Let me sing some songs. And I just kept moving forward with it. And I think what I loved about it is it was mine. Mm-hmm. Like it was something that I created, yeah. something that I I created from my brain, from my body, like everything I put into it, it was mine. And nobody can tell me, nobody can tell me like, about it nobody can tell me how wrong it is or whatever i mean i could accept the feedback and i could take the feedback and you know put it into consideration but at the end of the day yeah at the end of the day it's my control i control everything in that song you know and i started to love it like a lot a lot a lot to the point where i guess i'm gonna be a pop singer now (laughs) you know and but also that wasn't surprising because i've looked up to beyonce my entire life Mm -hmm. beyonce is probably everything i've ever like aspired to be and it's crazy because idolizing people isn't really the way to go because you should learn how to be yourself and that's something that i was able to do but at the same time watching that kind of worth uh work ethic Mm -hmm. is like damn like if someone like that someone who is a human being who has the pretty much the same body parts the same skin tone as me can do that then i can too Mm -hmm. especially with the way that she has creative control over almost everything she does Mm -hmm. you know she doesn't have to you know say anything to anybody Mm -hmm. she can just drop a song whenever she wants Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and that changes the entire she changes culture that's crazy like Honestly, any artist, Michael Jackson, Bruno Mars, whoever, like they change the culture. Trendsetters. No, literally. And it's like, we don't have to idolize them, but we can learn from them. We absolutely can learn from them. I think when it comes to, oh, sorry. Uh, I think when it comes to um, artists idolizing Mm -hmm. other artists, um, I think you'll know when it goes too far is like (laughs) kind of when you become a like a straight tribute band then no, you know what i mean yeah. yeah but like idolizing i feel like in the sense of like how you know adam levine is one of my idols right. as a singer joe jonas um you know all these other guys you you end up taking because you're trying so hard to be like them in the beginning right right, right. you're never you never do 
do anything just like them. Exactly. So what you end up finding is that you, yeah. trying to be like them, you end up creating something completely different. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because your interpretation in your head was this. Everyone else around the world was like, that doesn't sound like that at all. Mm-hmm. But that sounds cool. I like what you're doing. You know, yeah. you're good at that. Yeah. Okay, now I'm doing this. As long as you find your own voice. Yeah, there as long as you know. find your own voice. Yeah, when I first when Absolutely. I was doing comedy like five years ago, I, I realized I sounded a like Felipe Esparza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or George Lopez. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, you got to find your own voice. When 100%. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. When I first started out, like my homie still, hey, you like hey, you like your set? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you listen to a lot of Kevin Hart? I'm like, dude, I love Kevin Hart. <laughs> He's like, you sound just like him, even like your mannerisms. So, yeah. and so that's what they tell you, like, don't watch too many. Like, so I'm in the 10-year mark, and they always say, like, at that point, you find your own original yeah. voice. Yeah. But I remember yeah. I had listened back to a few sets, and I was like, fuck, I do sound like Kevin Hart. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I heard, uh, I don't know if you've seen this documentary, but it, Jerry Seinfeld yeah. tells mm-hmm. another comic, he gives him advice, and he, I don't know if you know this, but and I, this can apply not just to comedy but for music like however long you've been doing like you know wh- whatever it is you, you that's think of that as your age exactly exactly yeah. so yeah. In comedy yeah. I'm what 8 year old you're a 10 year old yeah so I'm, like I'm 10 I was just still learning to talk yeah. <laughs> right yes. right yeah. right 100% and that's, and that's kind of how a good way to look at it cuz it is even though you're whatever age when you go on stage all that shit goes away no yeah. literally <laughs> it does yeah. so how did how did you and gardenia get together oh, yeah. the management team how oh, did yeah. you guys meet and then what was the process because what's what's crazy is i remember when i first met you guys at poptopia <laughs> poptopia yeah, poptopia, yeah. <laughs> and if you guys don't know what that is so poptopia first concert you went to in the pandemic yes, yes yes um so poptopia is like a music festival kind of thing but it's a lot smaller it's in an arena i mean it's a lot like smaller lineup it's maybe like eight artist or mm-hmm. nine artist whatever but it, yeah, yeah but it's, it's like by um 99.7 so the oh, radio yeah, station. Oh, the radio stations yeah. so but it's, it's like, also on the same leg tours like uh the iheart radio tour and stuff yeah. so it's all the same artists tour around the country right. and do this for all the radio stations and it's actually funny you brought up doja cat and mm-hmm. like my how much i love her mm-hmm. so hear marcos her all. met me the first time and you know, we're chilling at this concert, right? And there's the lineup, and we're like at the Black Eyed Peas. Um, yeah, who Kid, else was there? Yeah, Black Eyed Peas, Kid Leroy. Yeah. Um, Doja, Sweetie. Sweetie, and you know, we're. I just, didn't know any Sweetie songs. Yeah, we're yeah. just chilling, and Gardi, my <laughs> publicist. We're gonna we're gonna get back to how yeah. we, you know, our backstory. But Gardi, she's like, this is Marcos. Like I met him, blah blah blah. And we're all chilling at the concert, like having a blast. Doja Cat comes on, so. <laughs> I blacked out and I don't I mean I remember but I screamed I cursed um you blew your vocal cords I was probably so far away like I wasn't even that close to mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. but I'm screaming at her as if she's my best friend and I'm like get it bitch go off go off and I like I I just I I lost it yeah and then she gets off a of stage and I'm like okay that's it and Marcos is like and Guardians is like who are you? <laughs> like, who, where did that come from? And I'm like, that's just what happens when I see an artist. Yeah. Like, I can't control it. Yeah. Like, you, you're lucky you, it wasn't Beyonce. Yeah. Like, you're yeah. lucky yeah. it wasn't Chris Martin from Coldplay. <laughs> yeah. Stretcher, mm-hmm. The stretcher, like those girls. Like, yeah. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so here's the, here's the thing. I don't know how in the, I don't know how in the world you heard anything <laughs> the arena i felt so bad for all the other artists uh-huh. everyone got their good screams and stuff and it was cool 
Black Eyed Peas, everyone was like 12 there, and right. they were like, who the fuck are the Black Eyed Peas? Right. And right. Just all like everyone over like 23. And there was no Fergie. Like, there was no Fergie. Oh, yeah. Well, that didn't, that didn't matter. No one would know the Black Eyed Peas anyway. <laughs> but, but so, yeah, we did, but... <laughs> but okay, so this is what happens, right? Doja comes out, she's like third to last on the lineup. Mm-hmm. Right. And... Fuck, uh, sorry, no, second to last yeah. in the lineup. Everyone's going crazy. You cannot hear her set at all. Mm-hmm. They're, they're screaming so loud. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's insane, right? My ear, our ears are ringing. Okay. Felt so bad. So she gets off stage. Half the arena leaves. Damn. Kid Leroy comes on. He's the only one with pyrotechnics and, yeah. and smoke and everything. And no Everybody was like, everyone was gone. gone. Like we could have easily just like snuck our way to the top <laughs> to see Kid Leroy. Like yeah. honestly, at that yeah. point, yeah. Um, but but we were actually pretty close. You said yeah. that you're far. We we were we like were close. The, yeah. We were like the eighth row to the floor. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, in, it was a good in, view. in retrospect, I always sit in the nosebleeds at concerts. <laughs> same. So. Same. Yeah. I'm, so. at, I'm at an age where I'd rather sit down <laughs> for a concert. I'm, <laughs> I'm willing to pay more for seats than lawns now. Yeah. Because yeah. I can't do lawns anymore. I actually got those tickets for free. Guardy, like, because um, Patrick was yeah, yeah, the he was a photographer. Yeah, he was the photographer there and she was like, you want to go to Poptopia? Doja Cat's coming. Go yeah. there. And I was like, it was a shorter set, though, right? Yeah, it was yeah, a shorter yeah, set, all... but she did the hits and oh, okay. the ones. She had that at I, least yeah, a thirty-minute set. Yeah, she did. Um, but it yeah, and it's actually it's interesting too because um, when I first introduced myself to um, Gardy, she actually I think had ties to Doja Cat like hmm. before it, the she, pandemic. Yes. Yeah, wow. she has. So our manager has ties to like Empire and stuff like that, mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Hmm. Um, but yeah, continue. Yeah, so it was interesting because when we first met, she told me the stories of how she met Doja Cat, like way before she, you know, everything popped off for her, you know? And she met Doja Cat and like partied with her for a little bit. And I think that was like one of the things I told her. I was like, I want to be like Doja Cat. Like, I want to like have that similar career because she also started with Garage Band mm-hmm. loops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. that. And, and honestly, like for someone who doesn't know how to play real instruments, that is an inspiration. Like I look to that because if you can make up a song out of anything, mm-hmm. like you're genius. Like yeah. you're you're good for Some, life. Um, bitch, I'm a cow. Bitch, I'm yeah. A cow. So it was it was a weird like manifestation, <laughs> full circle moment yeah. where Doja Cat was kind of like the reason why I wanted to work with Gardy. Like that's yeah. like she's the reason. And hearing that story, and then by the end of the year, we were seeing her concert. Yeah. So it's like right. it was a weird like full Man, circle it, moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, but going back to how we met. Um, so I used to work at Forever 21 around 2018, mm-hmm. um, and I met this girl. Her name is Jasmine, and she was um, one of my coworkers, and she was really cool, but she was also a party girl, so she was always going out, and I followed her on Instagram. And, like, I had followed her for, like, two years prior. This is, like, 2020 at this point, and she reposts that a publicist is moving back to the Bay Area from the Central Valley because she just had her baby and she wants to get back into the city, go back to all her ties and, you know, try to make it happen again. And so I saw that and I had been looking for someone to help drive me in the right direction. I was already an album in, a self-released album in. So actually... I think like four EPs and two albums in um, of just me doing it by myself. But I wasn't getting the views and the audience that I wanted. So Mm -hmm. I knew I had to take the next step. 
So when I saw Jasmine make that post, I was like, let me take a chance and reach out to this person because I don't care who it is. I'll just reach out to you and DM you. Like I've yeah. DM'd like Beyonce a few times. Like <laughs> one of these days, someone's going to see it, you yeah, know? Yeah. And whether or not she's this big publicist or the small publicist let me just reach out and see what happens mm -hmm. sent her a long dm with a paragraph of my music pictures of me um i said i'm this samoan artist this this that and she said okay let's um jump on zoom we jumped on zoom and we just started talking and i was very nervous because you know I thought she would be just this professional, you know, and I'm not saying she's not professional, <laughs> but you know, I'm, I'm expecting this like strict person that's like, book. yeah, by the book, yeah. we're going to have a contract, da, 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 da. Her baby starts crying and she's like, hold on one second. She starts like taking care of her baby. She's like, my baby is like brand new. She's like, he's like, um, six months old or something mm -hmm. like that. And I'm a single mother now and I'm trying to da, 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 da. And for some reason, just seeing her with her baby and seeing how motherly she was, I knew that's going to be a person who can protect me. Mm -hmm. That's going to be a person who will be able to vouch for me. Nurturing. Yeah, very nurturing. Very. Especially because she's also a Latina. And, you know, Latinas are very, very, very just hard on their culture. Like, mm -hmm. They love their culture, you know. And she was really into it. She loved Day of the Dead, you know. So even though we didn't have the same culture we loved culture in general you know and so i just i just knew in that zoom call uh, zoom call that she was going to be someone that could protect me and she was going to be someone that could help take me far and understand me you know mm -hmm. and you know a few more zoom calls happen and i'm filming my own music video this the music video that i filmed had nothing to do with gardenia mm -hmm. um it was too big and we dressed up as bridgerton characters and like my <laughs> friend um designed these beautiful dresses we like danced around the palace of fine arch just with the camera mm. And we filmed it and, you know, she was still fresh to me, but she showed up at the shoot and she oh, saw cool. it and she, that's when we first met, you know, right after that shoot, I got sick. Like it was a weekend, like April 17th and 18th. It was a weekend that Monday. I woke up sick as hell. Mm -hmm. Like I thought I had the flu, like for a second, I thought it was COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and so I kind of let it ride out because, you know, with my sicknesses, I'm just like, I'm gonna deal with it, whatever, let's just get over it, you know? But it wasn't, it wasn't budging. Like I was so sick that I sent myself to the hospital twice. Hmm. I went to the hospital and I was like, what's going on with my body? Like I, I literally can't breathe. Like my stomach hurts. I feel like I'm throwing up everything. Like what kind of flu is this? Like this doesn't even feel like COVID, you hmm. know? Um, they were like, oh, I don't know, like, da, 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 da. went to a San Francisco hospital. They sent me home when I started to feel better. And then I went back because I was like, no, I'm not better. But this time I went to Fremont Hospital, like to my mom. Like mm -hmm. I called my mom and I was like, mommy, like, please. <laughs> and so I spent two, two weeks in the hospital or two weeks. I spent a week in the hospital and then another week just at home mm -hmm. recovering. Um, the day I got out of the hospital, I get a text message. No, I get a call from Gardenia. And she goes, how do you feel like performing at the end of the month? I'm literally on my deathbed. <laughs> and she doesn't even know that I'm right. sick as hell. And it turns out I had um, E. coli po poisoning. Oh. Mm. 
yeah. shit. Deadly. Yeah. yeah, like my kidneys were could failing. Like I could have died. Yeah. It was like to the point where my sister was like, do I have to give her my kidney? Like it wasn't Damn. that bad, but it was like, whoa. Like if I didn't catch it right, right now, there, like it could have got yeah. worse. You're like the show must go on. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like wow. recovering from this like poisoning. Damn. And Guardy's like, do you think you can do it? And I said, yeah. Of course. Oh, yeah, I can do it. She got on the phone with me, and I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I'm just chilling at home with my mom. <laughs> Acted like nothing happened. Me all beep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two like dehydration. Yeah, and then two Wondering days later, eat. two days later, she calls me again, and she's like, okay, now I have the fare for you. So that's two shows already. Wow. And I'm like, how did you do this so quickly? How? And she's like, well, I talked to my friend who runs this company, this charity business, and they need performers. But then also they have ties to the fair, and that's how I was able to get you into the fair. So in a matter of like not even like three to four weeks, Guardi was already booking me shows. Given I was doing free shows, but that's exposure, and that's just a whole new set of just me being able to finally perform the songs I worked the whole pandemic making. Right. So yeah. it's like our story is pretty, you know, I, I love that. I love that lady. Yeah. Like she's, she's amazing. And it, it like, it's to the point where like, I don't even see her as a manager or a publicist. She just kind of is that big sister that like, mm -hmm. if I need advice on something, I go straight to her. Mm -hmm. And even when we have like these business calls, like she's able to, you know, give me the space to say, hey, I don't need you as a manager right now. I just need you as my friend. And she'll turn it off, you know? And um, I also had to pay her. So I had to pay her and, you know, she, you know, she has to work, she has a baby. Mm -hmm. um, but then when I couldn't afford her, I said, how do you feel about me babysitting Gary? And she took off like two hours of work just just because so, I offered to watch her baby. Wow. So it was like we had this arrangement where it was like we truly believed in each other. And it got to the point where not only was she telling me about my gigs, but she was excited to share with me the gigs that had nothing to do with me. And I was excited to hear that because she also was like, I'm getting these gigs right now, but this is gonna help us, sis. Like, sister, we're gonna do this. We're gonna have this going. And honestly, she's one of the just most motivated, nurturing people like you could ever meet. And Marcos knows this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. Wow. We, um, Gardy was our publicist, our first publicist with the last management company oh, that we were with. Yeah. And um, unfortunately, after like two hours of work. My manager, our manager at the time, fired her mm -hmm. for, he, he used to fire everybody. Right. And you know the story. Right. Um, but so we, as soon as, heard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so we got back. So as soon as we got, you know, dropped, we were like, Guardy. Right. Because <laughs> oh, we, so it's, it's like her own. It's her own thing it's now. Thing. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember we was talking to both of you at Poptopia and I yeah. was like, our contract's almost up. Like, yeah. And yeah. she's like, call me. Yeah. Call me. I'm ready. I'm working with Taya, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, we're going to call you. Yeah. And ever since like me and I don't even, I, I'm not going to say that I was the Kickstarter to, you know, her team, but I was first and then here comes tomorrow's June and then here comes a DJ that it, runs like arena and stuff mm -hmm. and then here comes more people and more people and like she's building a roster mm -hmm. and it like it she actually got to a point where i actually felt like a a little bit of an identity crisis just because i saw her 
you know, getting all these new clients. And I like broke down to her like two weeks ago. And I was like, I don't know if I can give you what tomorrow's June can give you. I don't know if I can give you what all these other clients are giving you because I, I don't have the resources right now. How do I know that what you're doing for me and all this faith you're putting into me is going to be worth it for you? And it, it was so hard for me to have to like break that down to her. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, sis, this is us forever. Like us forever. No matter what you think, no matter how many clients I get, like those clients are going to help both of us build up. And, you know, right. she's just very reassuring. Just that's, that's a very artist moment you have. It is. Oh, yeah. I have could, those all be, the time. You could be winning it's called imposter, syndr- an imposter, imposter yeah. syndrome. Imposter syndrome. You could be you winning an Academy yeah, you th- Award and, like, will I ever work again? <laughs> yeah. No, literally. Imposter right. syndrome is a real thing. I did thing. not know that, that there was an actual name for it mm-hmm. until, like, I read it on some, like, Instagram, like, yeah. It's coming up on TikTok all over all, the all time. of a sudden. But I read it, and I was like, oh, my it's God. It's a real thing. Because that's, like comedians too and everything oh, yeah. it plays all the millennial yeah. artists any so artist any, any artist any artist of any you have three I've grammys heard, and you're like do i deserve to be in the room beyonce because I've, I've, I've heard this story i mentioned before you know ozzy osbourne yeah uh, one of the guys that opened for him the band that opened for him mm-hmm. was sitting backstage watching him and he was like pacing nervous mm-hmm. and then he asked him what's what's wrong ozzy and then the guy was like ah is there anyone out there <laughs> he's like are you fucking kidding me like right. uh, you're ozzy osbourne like there's mi- like thousands of <laughs> people yeah, out there yeah. he's like i get really depressed man yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it was like crazy to think yeah. that 100 percent yeah. people are gonna yeah. find out that i'm fake, yeah. fake yeah. no yeah and it's so but that's but you know what the fake it till you make it thing is real too yeah. it, it, is. it is it is live and like your station i always tell my i tell my brother this and this is something i'd recommend to all artists you have a brother i do have a brother <laughs> Nando, um but <laughs> Well, you're one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, Nando. Real quick, why does he sound so much like Nick Jonas? Because when he when y'all performed Love Bug, I was like, this dude sounds exactly like Nick Jonas, and there's a reason why you gave him that part. But I was like, wow. No, I only gave him that part. Well. Cause well, I, cause I'm the Marcus singer. Marcus like you don't Duh. think I sound like Nick Jonas? <laughs> <laughs> I sound like Nick Jonas too. <laughs> no, um, well because it was the first song that we had ever performed. I know I love. So that, that so I was like okay as a tribute to that. I'll let you sing some lead, but you, you guys like never, great. never again. No, <laughs> no, joking. Um, no, but that's just you know you I, I'm the lead microphone. singer. That's enough. <laughs> I unplugged. <laughs> um, no, no, no. But uh, fuck, I, I was saying something. I'm I know. I'm sorry. I interrupted Dang you. It. No. Um, oh, artist. Um, fake <laughs> yeah. it till you make it thing, right? Yeah. I told my brother this. There is a real thing about when they talk about presentation and stuff. Uh-huh. Be when you get on stage and when you're off stage, mm-hmm. you need to be larger than life, mm-hmm. right? And it's not saying be a diva, be an ass, whatever. But it's like there's a reason. Like when you walk around the street, when I walk around, and like my nickname to everything is the rock stars here, the rock stars right, here, because right, right, right. I am the rock star in my head. Literally, doesn't mean I'm an asshole to you, but I present myself as that rock star. I, mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to live the rock star lifestyle. But, you gotta so. give the people a show. Yeah. So, it, but, but just in also, life, in life, it also gets you into the mood because once you like picture yourself as the rock star, or you picture yourself as the Beyonce, or whatever, mm-hmm. picture yourself as whatever comedian Kevin. 
Kevin Hart. Yeah. It just kind of like it helps you build that energy that you need, mm-hmm. especially when it, um, especially when it's hard to mm-hmm. build that energy. Yeah. Especially if you yeah. have like that kind of stage fright or even anxiety, you kind of have to just like. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play a character for a little bit. And yeah. I actually explain it like I'm Hannah Montana. Like, <laughs> you guys know Hannah Montana. Yeah. Like yes. Miley Cyrus, whatever. It's like... It's Migos song, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Montana. Um, but it's interesting because, like, when you step out and you're on stage, you're Hannah Montana. Yeah. But then when you go back to your... I'm a preschool teacher. Like, oh, no way. <laughs> <Shout> like, <out. laughs> after... I, when I get off stage, so it's like I'm living my Miley life all the time. And then I get a chance to be this big pop sensation. Why not go all out? You know, why not wear this awesome outfit? Like I actually like independent artists. Like I know it's based on resources and like finding an outfit. But if I see an artist in like jeans and a t-shirt, I'm like, yeah, that's your persona. But it's like, why not? wear feathers like why not you know go all out go like go to michael's get some glue Mm. just glue it on like you don't know how many outfits i've like my glue gun is my fate that's the only gun that i (laughs) i will keep in my house Mm. because i need that to you know just yeah there is something to like you said like yeah uh, i remember one of my first shows ever um, I was super nervous. Right. And uh, Rudy, yeah, I Rudy told him, man, yeah, man, Rudy, I'm hella nervous. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> he got mad at me. Yeah. Like, These people showered and paid tickets. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that kind of how I think of it now. Like, if someone comes out, if it's one person, or yeah. you yeah. turn it on. Yeah, and then, yeah. That, and then, like, you talked about uh, wearing, like, bright colors and stuff like that. It's called, like, peacocking. Like, I always yeah. like to wear, like, bright, <laughs> oh, like, yeah. bright colors yeah. on stage and stuff like that. I was like, oh, what's up? Like, <laughs> The other, comedian, the other guys was talking about you purple ass shirt. I was like, yeah, I'll stick out with this purple ass shirt though. And and, <laughs> and it's definitely a case of like the the persona fits the music, yeah. right? Uh-huh. Like I totally would expect Beyonce to come out with something big and bold and colorful. Mm-hmm. But like you know, I'm not expecting Mob Deep to come out wearing like. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Wearing the, if yeah. Matter of yeah. fact, yeah. if they're not in their black hoodies, exactly. And their like, bandana, like, I'm walking. Like what's I'm this my money back. Like, what's this after, ain't no halfway crooks. What's yeah. going on? After Mob Deep gets off stage, they put on their Crocs. But that's that's also the branding, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's your brand. It's not even just him like waking up and putting on a hoodie like he's made that his persona so yeah. now mm-hmm. you're gonna expect him to wear the hoodie all exactly. the time That's right. true. you know right. you're gonna expect like who is another artist I'm, I don't wanna be MF Doom always wore the mask yeah, uh, yeah or, literally or not, only, not only that <laughs> it's just whatever song you wrote yeah. when you were younger and you want to change your music style eventually right. you're still going to have to sing that old song yeah, yeah. for those fans that Save. come that. Yeah. Chris, Chris Rock and his special tambourine on Netflix I was so distracted because I'm only used to seeing him in suits and a leather jacket yep, yep. and he had like he had his regular and he, clothes and he had yeah. regular clothes and his hair was growing out I'm like you should have like a tight like haircut, haircut or something and I, it's right trip so I'm like watching him and I'm just like what the fuck is going on right. and, it, <laughs> and it took me like like 20 minutes to adjust to this new look yeah. that he had on stage. I had to stop it, and I like I was I'm gonna watch this again in the morning, and then I could take in the comedy. But I was still kind of like, oh, this this brown shirt's kind of faded. Like, what you doing, dude? <laughs> right. And then he was like, Oh, I'm divorced. I was like, Oh, is he trying to get it, bitches? That's why he dressed like this. I had like all this stuff instead of the actual like jokes going on in my head like simultaneously. Because he went off brand. Very distracting. Yeah. <laughs> but that yeah. sometimes is good to go off brand from what you you know. It, it depends. It, 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 I mean. Give them a surprise. Give them a surprise. When you're when yeah. you're when you're young, trying to make it, 
You need to stay, oh, yeah, on. Yeah, you need to stay yeah. on brand. That's, and, that's true. and you need to go out. Most people forget that it's confidence. So when you wear the outfits that we wear sometimes or the, yeah. the, the crazy different you stuff, in that, mm-hmm. you have to be confident. What's the one yeah. artist who like always used to wear like crepe? Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Used to always stand out dress. when you were yeah. uniquely dressed like yeah. that. Kind of yeah. yeah. Like that was, and everybody, I remember specifically, everybody used to, what is Gaga going to wear at this award show? Yeah. That was literally like the anticipation. And then, like, one time she kind of like dulled it down. It was she like, did, she didn't want it. Yeah, she was like, yeah. she let us down. She's a good, she's a good singer. And now she's a good singer and actress. Yeah, yeah. She's like, no, I like saying, jeans. Like, she's yeah. yeah. She, she, she the focus a, has gone yeah, back to her singing. Yeah, the focus has gone away from that. Yeah, that's what she said in the interview. Like, she. Because after a while of doing yeah. only that, that's what people kind of expect from you. Because yeah. when she first came out, she was doing what mostly electronic music. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget. I saw a clip of her on. First time I realized she could sing, is a clip on her on YouTube mm-hmm. doing like an acapella piano of Poker Face. It's oh uh, oh, that's, which yeah. is which is what Kid Cudi ended up sampling was that clip. And I was like, oh my gosh, she can do jazz. She could do. Why is she relying on auto tune and electric mm-hmm. stuff? You can really sing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, you know. But I, you gotta stand out. Yeah, yeah exactly. you gotta stand out, and it's interesting because like everybody looks negatively at the like electronic stuff, yeah. like the T Pain Auto Tune. Yeah. But it's like T Pain wasn't using Auto Tune to make himself sound better. He yeah. was using it because it sounded fucking cool. Like you know what yeah. I mean? Like it that sounded different. Yeah. Like and also, there's a, a million different people that can exactly. sing a good note. So. Right. Also, every single person uses Auto Tune. Whatever you yeah. think yeah. Auto Tune is, everyone uses it. Beyonce yeah. uses it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It Chris is called. Brown uses it, it is Chris Brown. It's yeah. called tuning your yeah. voice. Right. No one is so perfect. There's a version of that that Metallica uses where instead of the guy doing the, the drums, mm-hmm. he just does it digitally. So it's like a form. Yeah. There's a, there's drum pads, which oh, is yeah. great. So you yeah. s- it's like a little mic yeah. that you clip on, and then it basically samples your actual snare hit yeah. with something. True. Mm. I mean, correcting a couple of notes for tuning is one thing, but the whole yeah. robot thing, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> and I'm not downing it. It's yeah. just my impression was... You know, like like Drake recently put out his dance album, yeah. Right? Yeah. and a lot oh, of that is in auto tune singing. <laughs> and like, you know, I thought was it somebody Irv Gotti came out and said that he, he's like, man, I need to find a new DMX because I just thought it was a couple singles. He's doing a whole album like this, and I'm like, well, there's nothing wrong with being a pop artist. I just and even even Drake had said I songs of one for rap mm-hmm. that I've done mm-hmm. but they're not rap songs yeah. and I'm like yeah. as long as Drake is owning up to I'm yeah. not trying to be a rapper I'm like good yeah like you know? honestly Drake is a pop star yes, I'm so is. sorry yeah. like yeah. you can't tell like he, he's a pop star that can rap he's a pop star that can Same. sing at the end of the day pop comes from popular yeah. that's where it comes from yeah. it's not and just this popular. Popular. Yeah, yeah, exactly. and it's not that's just true. this like bubbly Britney Spears type, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that I hate about the you know the pop persona is that they expect you to be this like bubblegum princess and like sure that's a cool persona but it's like pop is based on music that everybody likes that everybody can listen that's to that's why pop that's is great. different in every like decade yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. if you look at pop in the 80s you had now it's funk yeah, yeah. yeah. Jackson and Depeche Mode it's yeah. all that's all pop Bad Bunny is pop yeah, yeah. Adele yeah. is pop whatever's on the radio <laughs> bottom line is whatever's on the radio top 40 at any point in 
in in music history is pop. Right. Indeed. If you right. were on the radio in any genre, you were pop. Yeah. Also, it does have that That's true. stigma of it's a, it's kids music. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's what's, you know, but it, not that it's a stigma, but yeah. it's just that's what people think. Yeah. That's why yeah. girls my age don't like me. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's yeah. And, and and not to say yeah. that that Drake is not a rapper, yeah. it's just he doesn't do a lot of rap anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's yeah. my the distinction. And, and he yeah. does a lot of both. Because honestly, the funny thing about it, you mentioned Irv Gotti, Ja Rule used to rap and sing and stuff like that, and Drake literally copied what would that. I do it thing. Up exactly. <laughs> so it was literally saying like this right. was possible. So yeah. But what Irv had to say about it was, you know, essentially I thought that that was just the singles that Drake was putting out. I didn't realize he'd do a whole album of just... Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because Ja Rule yeah. didn't do a whole album yeah. of Everybody Loves Me. He yeah. was actually rapping. Ja Rule yeah. had hits, so I'm not going to lie. You that know? shit looked... He did. <laughs> yeah. Massive hits. Yeah. Massive hits. When we cry... Uh, that was a little more. <laughs> yeah. go, go, that's one of the things we, we haven't you mentioned yet. Your top five uh, influences music-wise. You mentioned Beyonce. Beyonce is number one. Number one. Um, I also love... Yeah, he keeps the count. He keeps the count. Um, one of my favorite <laughs> singers is Tony Braxton. Okay. Yeah, I love okay. her. Yeah. Just because... Not a lot of people sing. Yeah, yeah. not a lot of people. can sing, man. I yeah. love Tony Braxton because she proves that you don't have to have a high C to be a great singer. Mm-hmm. Her low notes, like... When I hear those, I'm like that raspiness, that beautiful, yeah. like yes. that's beautiful. Okay, yeah. that's something beautiful. about and there's yeah. power there that I didn't know, and I just found out recently. She has a huge. Huge following in the Philippines. I don't know why, but they love Tony Braxton. Oh my gosh! Look, look at you um, taking my job. No, you don't. <laughs> you don't know how many like times I hear like "Unbreak My Heart" in like an island market. You know what oh, I mean? Really? Like they play it like all the time. And I don't want to stereotype. Like I don't want to be like you know culturally yeah. inappropriate. But like that's okay. We'll do one do. about Mexicans. Yeah. No, they do. They yeah. do love "Unbreak My Heart," and she's she's great. So Tony Braxton. Um, Doja Cat, I already mentioned that just because, you know, that whole um, loops and mm-hmm. creating it yourself. Yeah. Um, Chris Martin from Coldplay. Coldplay. You see how it's all over the place? It's I not like it. one genre. Yeah. Chris Martin is one of my favorite songwriters mm. of all time. Like, so I know every single Coldplay album, every single Coldplay lyric. I can't choose a Coldplay song that's my favorite just because the way that they write it it's just beautiful like the way that they write about the stars and love and just colors like that that's amazing and i cry every time after this i'll show you a song that the band just wrote it's based off a coldplay story but i'll tell you later yes please okay so then where are we we're at four we're four four uh i gotta choose a good five Tomorrow's June. Ah, <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, okay. Lead singer well, sucks. <laughs> he doesn't sound like Nick Jonas. He doesn't sound like Nick Jonas. Nobody likes him. Um, let me think. There's so many. I don't want to like. I want. I think I want to say Selena. Selena, yeah, Selena Quintanilla. Just because I I mentioned it before, but also just what she does for culture, mm-hmm. yeah. just what she does for you know the Latina community or mm-hmm. Latino Latinx community. I just I look up to that a lot, and especially for someone who didn't grow up speaking Spanish, she mm-hmm. learned as she went. Um, her her outfits. Mm-hmm. Are like iconic. Are iconic. To like I try, I try really hard to kind of incorporate that. You know the bustiers and mm-hmm. the you know the pants and stuff. Like she and she makes them herself. Well, she made she them. Made them. Yeah. yeah it's crazy to think where she would be right now. She, right. Because yeah. you know be, she was only gonna get bigger. She yeah. was. And she you was, know, yeah. I'll, say, I'll say this. Growing up, and I, I mean I love her music now, and I'm 
but I hated her music growing up. Probably. Oh, yeah. The reason reason is my sisters would play it like All every day. Yeah. I felt like I was uh, some, yeah. some CIA torture. Yeah, yeah. You know, where they play yeah. the same song yeah, over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, I fucking hate. Like, can you please just change You it? asked that like yeah. we've all been through the CIA yeah. torture, <laughs> music torture. Yeah, I, I, that's right? how they knew it. We're going to be tortured. I hated Beyonce at that part because my sister used to play like all that, like the oh B2K, the Mario, so yeah. like that. They just had a versus. Right. I knew all them songs. It's like, how you know this? I was like, my sister plays this nonstop. So that, <laughs> that's why I didn't like it as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Growing up, you know, I, 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 I yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. Tony Braxton, Don't Break My Heart, though. She's played it all the time. Yeah. I, I was like, I like this shit, yeah. though. Like, it was yeah. like, I was like, what's that one song when she played? Like, it's like, it's like, you don't like that? I was like, I mean, I, I guess. And then so she purposely would play it more, not knowing that I liked it. So I was like, yeah. hell yeah. I'm like, hey. And I'm like, why'd you stop it? She's like, I'm on the phone. I don't care. <laughs> I used to feel that way about um, low-key Michael Jackson. Really? Just because, like, Michael Jackson was very prominent in my house and mm. I did like his music but I'm like do we have to listen to Beat It again? Oh mm. yeah. Like do we yes. have to listen yeah. to Thriller again? Yeah. Like yeah. Wh- how many times especially and, on Halloween. Yeah. Right. And then like when I grew up and I started to like do my own music, I started to listen and I'm like, "Wait, yeah. maybe this guy was onto something with these songs." Like you because a song is so like overplayed, mm-hmm. you low key forget. Yeah how good it is mm-hmm. and i kind of yeah. hate that like i want to be able to appreciate a song you know how, how often do you look back to like maybe like your cultural roots for music music wise to like oh i could incorporate this into life um honestly very often yeah. very very often um i like I, recently or always like um not always not always because i was really just guided towards the pop route but a lot of the new stuff that i'm like keeping to myself yeah. is very just like there's some chants that i try to include there some like um harmonies that i hear from you know the cultural singers so i try to incorporate that as much as possible especially now um because last year i spent most of the time um performing for you know polynesian people Mm -hmm. you know a lot of the shows that i did book it was like very prominent with the islander community so i was always around islanders always and um when i grew up like i had my grandparents to look to but it wasn't until i was in like middle school they weren't open about it and it's like we always knew that we were Samoan and we always knew that we had this culture with us. But it wasn't until I had to ask them, like, hey, how come I want to learn how to do the dance? I want to learn how to do this. I want to learn how to do that. How come? And it's weird because I want to be able to do that representation, but I'm also still learning myself. And there's a lot of things that are going over my head that I'm kind of like having to learn now. Um, and that goes to, to the TikTok. The TikTok, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, do we have a cool talk yeah, about yeah. it? Yeah. Um, what's it called? Uh, we recently saw at the show you did a money dance, yeah, a traditional money dance, yeah. Um, at the end of your set, yeah, and you posted on TikTok and it kind of blew up, yeah. But yeah. then you got, and for lack of better words, got some backlash because yeah. it wasn't as traditional as some families do it right. versus how other people did it. Right. I was reading the comments. Some people said, you know, it's because it was standing on the back. Right. So explain what that is. Right. So <laughs> the dance that I did is called a taulunga, and basically the chief's daughter. Um, the eldest daughter in the family performs this dance as a gift to the village or a gift to to, whoe- to whoever is being celebrated. Um, and I am the oldest in my family, like of all the grandchildren, and I've always wanted to do this dance. I've wanted to do it since the first time I've seen my cousins do it. Like I've always wanted to do it and I've always wanted to learn it. Um, 
But like I said, I had to kind of ask my family, like, hey, can you teach me? And it was a lot of just me trying to remember what I've seen, see what YouTube had to offer, but then also my mom watched me do it, you know? And in a certain portion of the dance, there are men who will, you know, dance around the princess out of respect. And sometimes the man will get too excited and will lay on their stomach and the princess will dance around them, right? Um, some people will put their foot on the man and that's forbidden, actually, very forbidden. And that is something that I did. That is something that I grew up seeing. That is something that I was able to do. Hmm. And... Um, it just, when I posted that video, I didn't think that you, they would say anything about that. But obviously, the mold, so of course they're gonna say mm -hmm. something, you know? And um, I didn't regret posting the video, because for a moment, I turned off the comments, because the comments were like, this is forbidden, you shouldn't do this, this is a disrespect to your, your culture. When at the end of the day, the reason why I did that money dance yeah. was to raise money for uh, our local hula association yeah. i gave all of that it was only like a hundred dollars but i gave all of that money away mm -hmm. and even at the end of that video that TikTok, it shows me giving her that money wow. so it's like in the midst of me doing this really good thing for my community you guys are stuck on the mistake that i made and it's like i respect everybody making those comments and educating me on it because now I know that's something I shouldn't be doing. And that's not the representation that I should be promoting. Just because I do that in my own family doesn't mean I need to, you know, present myself for a whole community. That probably doesn't even do that, mm -hmm. you know? So it was very, like, I was very two-sided about it because it was like, I wanted to be mad that they didn't see my good thing, but I also had to take accountability for it. Mm -hmm. You know, not a lot of artists, when they do things like that, they don't take accountability. It's like, even with Lizzo, did you guys hear about Lizzo? Yeah, yeah. Um, she changed the lyric. Yeah, yeah, Lizzo used the word spaz, and apparently that's a um, slur towards... Um, a disability like people with disabilities um, yeah. but she didn't know that but she just had it because it's like you hear people say you're spaz yeah, like yeah, all yeah. the time yeah. but it was like she changed the lyric before the song even came out and it's like it takes a lot to do that mm -hmm. like you have to go back into the studio mm -hmm. change things around remix it again and then redistribute it back to those and send it to all those stores again so she made an effort to do that you know so i want to be that kind of artist where if you're going to call me out on it okay i'll take accountability mm -hmm. like i'll see where i did wrong and now especially with all those comments going, I've been watching, you know, other communities do the same dance. I've watched other people do it and see, and I'm trying to learn, you know, especially because that's something I lacked. I lacked the uh, ability to learn from my family members. And I don't blame my family members because eventually we did learn, you know, we did accept it and we did do all these big graduations and stuff. I just wish it was a lot sooner. I wish I was speaking in Samoan to you guys right now. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, like the TikTok, like I, I wanted to take it down and I turned off, turned off the comments. But it's like, why not just use this as a learning experience and, you know, 
represent the people, the artists that make mistakes. Yeah. Like, I, I want to be able to show everybody that even if I did, you know, fuck this up right here, like, I'm going to I'm gonna come back and I'm going to bounce back and do it right for you guys. And I don't think that's anything wrong, especially for artists. Mm-hmm. You also, know? you're passing that 10,000 mark, so you're at, what, 14,000 yeah. followers now? Yeah. You're blowing up. Yeah. People, I mean, yes. so, like, you, you're getting to that point, too, where yeah. no matter what you do, people are going to shit on it. Really? I get, you know, I get shit on all the time, and, at, like I said, yeah. keep going. Some Algorithm. Yeah. Some of it's deserved. Yeah. Some of it's deserved. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Some of it's deserved. Yeah, but, yeah, but I didn't even think that I would, like... I, I love TikTok and I'm always scrolling on TikTok mm-hmm. and I think it's funny, but I didn't think I would, you know, blow up this yeah. quickly yeah. on TikTok, you know? It's the yeah. easiest platform. It really too. is, but it's it, it's also, that's where that imposter syndrome comes yeah. back. Yeah. Keep posting though. Right. I have to. I, I lost like 10,000 followers. <laughs> you got to, like. Because <laughs> I stopped 2000? posting. I made like a 120. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what? I made 120. Like, you lost 10,000. I'm like, fuck, I just got it. Well, I had, I had like 60,000. I'm at like 47. Okay, bragging. Though. <laughs> Keep well, posting, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I need to get back to it. We're all out of time, but okay. I just want to thank you for taking time out of your day yeah, to come out here. Of um, before so we go, fun. though, we always ask our, our guests like any social media. I know you mentioned TikTok. Yeah. So mention all your where we can uh, our listeners can listen to your music or or all that. Oh yeah. Or um, if you want them to contact you, which I don't recommend. But yeah. Maybe. No. <laughs> Um, so my music is crazy listeners. That's why. Yeah. My music is on all platforms right now. Um, I have my, like my last album is called for me. Um, I did that entirely by myself, um, during the pandemic. So if you want to listen to it, you know, go ahead, but also, um, I'm working on new stuff. So I got some new stuff coming out. So that's Taya Ilani, T-E-A-E-L-A-N-I. And it's the same for all streaming platforms, all social medias. It's just the same name. I try to keep it simple for everybody. Mm-hmm. So it's the same. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's the voice party. We're out. And we're out. We're out. Uh, all right. Do you really love-